0: Hello, and welcome to the podcast, This Thing Called Grief Navigating Life After Loss. I'm your host, Lori Peters. For each episode, I bring my personal and professional experience as a veteran griever and licensed counselor to have meaningful and authentic talks about grief, loss, and life in the wake. I'll be exploring many facets of grief and not sugarcoating anything that I discover. My goal here is to create a safe space to acknowledge, share, and be inspired. I look forward to starting this journey with you. Hello, it's Lori Peters, and welcome to another episode of This Thing Called Grief. I'm in the middle of doing a short series of episodes on grief and the holidays. And today I'll be talking about how I coped during the holiday season. For those of you who may be tuning in for the first time, I'm a licensed counselor near Harrisburg, Pennsylvania, and I specialize in grief and loss concerns. I do have a private practice, and I've been working with individuals who've had trauma and loss for a long time. Along the way for this series, I've given you bits and pieces of how I handle the holidays especially during the first year of my grief for a few of my losses. I'm going to expand on that in this episode, which will be a bit longer than the ones I've done previously. A trigger warning here, I will be talking about pregnancy loss in this episode. So if that is a trigger for you, please do what you need to do to take care of yourself. For me, it's kind of a tale of two cities if you look at how I coped in the aftermath of each of my losses compared to how I'm doing today. My first loss by death happened in 1996 when my first pregnancy became an early term loss, more commonly known as miscarriage. What made this loss extra devastating was the difficulty I had getting pregnant in the first place. I have a medical condition that makes it really, really tough to get pregnant. In fact, the odds were really stacked against me that I would never have a biological child. Still, my partner and I kept trying. It was a really crazy and stressful time, juggling between dashed hopes and excitement, And then every month I would get a period, and that was one month that I wasn't pregnant. The disappointment took a toll on me. Then one day, I took a test and discovered that I was, in fact, pregnant. I can't fully describe to you the joy that I felt at that moment. I often wished I could just freeze that moment in time because it was so out of this world for me. Then about six or seven weeks later, I just didn't feel right. I knew something was wrong. And then when I started to bleed, I went into full-on panic. Um, I'll never forget going to the doctor's office, seeing the image on the ultrasound screen. And then at the same time hearing the sonographer say, that she couldn't see a yolk sac or a baby. It was like I had an out-of-body experience. I started to shut down. I do remember that, but I don't remember what happened after that. I really don't remember how I got home. Um, That's how much pain that I was in and my brain knew it was something it couldn't handle, so I just dissociated. In the months following this tragedy, I can tell you that I did not cope well. And in fact, I became deeply depressed. I don't remember much about that holiday period after that loss. Um, I do remember having a tree, but that's pretty much it. And even to this day, I still don't have any memories about that Christmas after I lost my baby. So I was bracing myself for the holiday. I knew it was coming. Had I still been pregnant, I would have been closing in on my last trimester and enjoying the holiday gleefully, knowing that a baby was coming in the spring. The due date for my child would have been in early March, but there was no baby and I was miserable. So we get to the week of Christmas. In fact, I think it was like December 22nd, 23rd. I don't remember, but I was starting to feel weird. I actually thought I was coming down with the flu, but there was a small part of me that was kind of curious, but I tried to push it away because I didn't want to entertain the notion that I could be pregnant. I couldn't even bear that thought because of the pain that I just gone through. But my curiosity won out and I took a test. And sure enough, I was pregnant. And like a deer in the headlights, I froze. I didn't know what to do with this information. I was in a state of mental and emotional paralysis. Here I was still in grief and then life throws me this curveball. I'm pregnant again. I I just didn't know what to do with this information. So, with Christmas just a few days away, I handled that holiday by not handling it. I don't have too many memories of it, other than you know, yeah, I took a test and I was pregnant. But I remember just feeling kind of numb, being in shock, in fear and denial. Um, I do remember I I did go to a doctor to confirm that. But beyond that, it was just almost like a non-holiday for me. That's how out of touch I was with this. Um, The only thing that I do remember right about this time going into the new year was I was extremely terrified, especially every time I went to the bathroom. Um, If you've had an early term pregnancy lost, I think you can relate to that fear. So every time I had to go to the bathroom, it was a moment of, okay, what am I going to find when I pull down my pants? Um, so that's, that's how I spent that time period. So fast forward several years later, and by this time, I somehow managed to have children by the hand of God. We did have a few children at this point. And so um, I found myself Several years later, pregnant again. This was about um, late 2006 going into 2007. This time around, I had another pregnancy loss. I was much further along, so I ended up having to be hospitalized, and that in itself was extremely traumatic for me. I do have medical trauma, for full disclosure, unrelated to this. And so just being in a hospital setting was very triggering for me. Since the holidays had just passed at this point, this was in 2007, I was relieved that I didn't have to worry about the holidays for another year. And by the time Christmas 2007 rolled around, I was buried in a new and very demanding job. Of course I had kids to take care of. So, the grief associated with that loss that I had earlier in that year was just kind of ignored. I handled it by not handling it and I kept trucking. Like a typical mom, I just felt that I needed to put my needs last. So I just, I just did not grieve. I kind of pushed it away. Okay. So moving forward a few more years after that in 2013, I faced the first loss of someone close to me when my dad died from complications of COPD. He had emphysema. And um, from the time of his diagnosis in 2011 to the time he died, it was a rapid decline and very painful to witness. I had thought, though, at the time that I would be prepared. I knew it was coming. I knew what the outcome would be when you have a diagnosis like this. And I thought that I could be, I could handle this. I'm prepared, right? No, I was not right. Um, When he did die, the loss smacked me in the face. You think you can prepare, but there's really no way to truly prepare for a loss, especially a loss of a parent. It, It created a a tidal wave of feelings that just washed over me. And I didn't know how to handle it. I felt like I was drowning. This was my dad after all. And now I was fatherless. I just felt like half of me was missing. And the loss of a parent is one of those losses that gets super complicated and Super messy, and with this loss for me, yes, because my relationship with my dad was very complicated. And so, um, yeah, it was a very, very tumultuous, hard, difficult, unfortunate, sad, depressing, everything time for me. Um, I can't even put it into words, even now, almost 10 years later. Um, and probably as an aside, I will do an episode on this kind of loss later, especially when it's a loss of a parent that you didn't have a great relationship with. So tuck that into your back pocket for now. So getting back to this, um, the last holiday season I shared with dad, this would have been Christmas 2012, was spent in the hospital. He had bounced back and forth from various care facilities and hospitals at least six times. I, I just lost count after the number six. Six times, at least, in two months. So on Thanksgiving Day 2012, I spent the day with him in his hospital room, although he urged me many times to go home to be with my own family. But I refused because I knew deep down that this would be the very last Thanksgiving I would have with him. We shared the hospital's version of a holiday feast, which was actually kind of good considering. Um, We talked and we listened to music. There was one station that played um, oldies music. We kind of flipped between the stations. One played oldies music and one station played um, holiday music. So we kind of flipped between the two. To this day, I remember that day fondly and it's the reason why Thanksgiving is now my favorite holiday. So when Christmas arrived that year again, 2012, once more I was at his bedside in the hospital. And then, you know, that created more memories for me. Um, that was a special Christmas cause I knew that it would be the very last one. And he died early January, 2013. So Um, fast forward, almost a year later, I'm looking at Thanksgiving and Christmas of 2013. And by this time it had been nearly a full year. So, but again, the reef, the grief was really, really raw. It felt like he had died yesterday. And on top of that, he loved the holidays, especially in the eating part of it. So I could strongly feel his presence and everything holiday related was just one big trigger for me. So if you can imagine the music, the decorations, the atmosphere, anything related to the holidays, I was immediately brought back to my time with him when he was sick and then times growing up during the holiday season. So yeah, I was in a very raw and vulnerable space at that time. Also, at this holiday time, 2013, we were also grieving again because my father-in-law had died that spring. So my dad died in January, 2013. My father-in-law died in May, 2013. And we had just learned that my mother-in-law was also very sick. So here we are dealing with the deaths of two significant members of our family and a prognosis a terminal prognosis for another important member of the family i remember feeling caught between wanting to spend all of november and december in bed and just pulling up my bootstraps and marching on if you remember that's how i dealt with the loss of my babies i kind of tucked it away didn't really dwell on it and focused on other things but I felt I was putting up some sort of front. I I didn't feel like myself, even though I was doing it because I had little kids who believed in the magic and pageantry of the season. It was just a terrible, terrible time for me to be a mom and for me to be someone who was grieving and grieving very, very hard. So how did I handle the holidays during that extremely hard year? Well, Not as well as I wanted to, because I had to consider other people. I knew I could not shut down again, like I did after my other losses, but I also knew that I couldn't act like it was, you know, everything was okay. I couldn't proceed as usual. I had to decide what I was going to do and there would probably have to be a compromise involved. So this is what I did. And I have mentioned this in previous episodes in this mini series. This is what I did for that particular holiday. This would be Christmas 2013. So I didn't do any holiday cards. We didn't do any activities related to Christmas. So there were no choir concerts, looking at lights, um, going to see Santa, any of that stuff. There was none of that. The only thing we did do was we went to church on Christmas Eve we didn't decorate the house like we normally do. Um, if you were to walk into my house, you would think that we're you're inside a Christmas store because we really do do we, do, we really do Christmas. We do it up really hard. That year we didn't. We just had a few things up because I just didn't have the energy to do it. I didn't want to do it, really. I would I would have preferred just to skip Christmas. I stopped caring about what about where certain decorations went the ones that we did put up and I just let my little guys, my little kids just design it however they wanted. And, uh, <laughs> if you can imagine, I guess my kids would have been like, um, middle elementary to middle schoolish. Um, and you know how kids are, they just, they don't have any sense of design really. So yeah, it was, it was a hodgepodge Christmas that year. Um, I scaled back the holiday dinner and I came very close to to suggesting that we just order pizza because I just I just couldn't do it. I didn't want to do it. We didn't take any holiday pictures on the actual holiday, so I have no pictures from that Christmas. And the biggest thing that I remember feeling during all that time, aside from my sadness, is just a huge sense of relief. I was so glad, so, so glad when January 2nd rolled around because the holidays are over and I didn't, wouldn't have to deal with them again. Okay. So those are all the things I did physically, mentally and emotionally. That was another story. I played tug of war with my feelings. One day I was numb and I totally checked out. The next day I sort of felt okay and could, could function. And then the next day, maybe it was a million feelings all at once. And I just felt like I was on a roller coaster. I couldn't focus and I had minimal motivation to do anything. I knew I needed some help because every day was really just a slog to get through. I knew I needed to do something to help myself because I still had kids to take care of. Um, So I eventually went to get support. Um, I mentioned earlier, I did go to a grief support group. Eventually that led me to a grief counselor. And then, um, after my time with her was done, I started seeing a psychologist. At that point I was facing my feelings and doing the important work to navigate my grief. Okay. So that was 2013 in 2014, I had even more losses including the loss of my mother-in-law. But by that time, I felt more prepared to deal with them, if that makes sense, at least as as much as someone can be prepared to deal with a loss. And that was because I had developed some coping strategies um, thanks to my counselor, and I found support. So in the years since my losses, I don't dread the holiday season as much as I did. What the holidays represent for me now greatly differs from what they did all those years ago. Yes, it is still a bittersweet time, sometimes sad, but I can find joy in it now. I can be more present. I can pause more to enjoy the moment as it comes. I don't worry so much about how the holidays look as far as decorations or what we get to do I guess it has to do with the realization that in the end, none of that matters. Absolutely none of that matters. The trappings, the activities, the shopping, et cetera, et cetera, none of that. After all this time, my grief is still there and I still feel its touch on me, but I no longer feel suffocated by it. Something else that I've noticed is that with each of my grief experiences, I was more willing to go into the deep with each loss event and begin the work of unpacking it, as opposed to shoving everything in a corner like I did after my babies died. With each loss, I was willing to lean into the feelings with much support, and I became more hopeful as I discovered that while the grief felt overwhelming at times, it wasn't going to consume me, at least for that moment. It's an ongoing process and I'll never be done with it, but it gives me comfort to see how far I've come. I feel stronger in my ability to trust myself and to handle whatever may come my way. Maybe this is true for you, or it will be true for you someday. That is my hope for you. I do hope from all I've shared here that you can glean something that will comfort and help you. The power of hearing someone else's story can never be talked about enough. It's our connection to each other and to our stories that helps us bridge that gap between wounding and healing. So I allow you for giving me the opportunity to create that connection and for giving me the space to be vulnerable with you. On the next episode in this special holiday series, I will dive deeper into what I call the emotional seesaw, which is something you may experience during this time of year. So until next time, take each day moment by moment and go easy on yourself. You are doing the best you can. You really are. So don't beat yourself up about that. Take care.